that's when it came out of a clear blue sky. Oh, the dear good Lord's own sweet breath and his voice like an electric shock. I was Welcome to Good Luck America, a politics and news podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Chet Wild. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Good Luck America. You're fucked, America. Well, that too. My mic is hot. Hot mic. Leave it in. Let them know the process. So is yours. Because we got a hot pod going today. Well, yours is hot because you whisper all the time, which has come up in the comments recently. Yes, but some people like that. No, they don't. No, no you didn't read the, the full something under the comments. Some people enjoy it, some people don't. It's a split topic, like how you pronounce the word balcony. I guarantee you most people don't, because people prefer being able to hear the podcast they're listening to, especially if they're like in their car or something. You whispering drives those people insane. Well, you guys should go listen to Good the... thing I say all the important stuff. Am that's, I right? That's Yeah, that's, that's your role. My role is to whisper. Your role is to go... Adam, I can't hear you. Good. The listeners want it. Should we just restart? No. No, this is a good pod? Welcome to Good I Luck America. I can't even tell if this is a good pod anymore. A politics and news podcast. A good pod, hopefully. It's always good pod. Good pod with good listeners. Good pod, America. It's the name of our new Monday show. I'm Chet Wild. I'm Adam Todd Brown. Todd with one D. It's all my family could afford. It's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke from Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> oh, I thought you wrote it. No. I mean, I, I could say I did, and most people wouldn't remember that joke. But ethics in comedy is what I'm all about. Man, speaking about being broke, should we get right into it? Or do we want to catch up? We haven't seen each other in a couple weeks. We can do a little, little start of show banter. I haven't been up to much. No? Just uh, working and watching watching sports. Yeah. I've been I've been getting into basketball recently. I like background sports and I feel like basketball and baseball are both sort of a background sport that I can just turn around and look at when it gets interesting. Basket yeah, basketball is a good background sport because no matter when you look up, something like a score is about to happen. Right. And none of it matters until there's like five minutes yeah, the left last minutes. in the fourth quarter. I have NHL network now and I watch a lot of hockey in the background. Hockey's not meant to be watched on television. That's the only that and baseball are the only two really good sports to watch in person. Basketball to some extent too. Well I football is just garbage. It depends watching. if you're invested in the game or not. Like I love watching the Sabres on TV. But that's just me. I know because you're basically from Canada. So of course you like the, the Toronto Raptors are my team as far as basketball goes, and no one talks about them, but they're second in the NBA right now. Everyone's like, oh, Lakers. Lakers are like ninth. No, the Raptors are first in the NBA. Oh, are they first? Yeah. Yeah, they just, they were... Uh, they're they, right up the top. It might switch around. Yeah. Yeah, the Raptors are great this year. They got Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard's a fucking stud. Anyway, this is not sports chat. This is politics and news chat. What are we talking about today, chat? Uh, today on Good Luck America, we're talking about the government shutdown horror stories. Hilarious. Did you say horror stories or horror? Horror stories. Oh, Those horror. some employees may have to whore themselves out to put food on the table for the little It's kids. very insensitive to it's, sex workers, chat. It's fucked up that you can't just quit your job and go get another job. Like, somehow that's illegal. 
you have to keep going into work even though you're not getting paid. You're not. I mean, in to get some cases, job? there are workers who are just furloughed who you can actually go out and get like a side job. You can always get a side job if you have a job, usually, unless there's some sort of clause in place. But it sucks that people even have to fucking do that. And this is all basically over Trump throwing a temper tantrum. I don't think that's like some libtard take on it. That's the objective reality. Trump is not... There's no give and take on this. Unless you're on the right, and then your feeling is this is just Democrats wanting open borders. And sadly, I feel like Trump repeats his lies enough that people start buying into it. It's real, it's real sad. Yeah, I mean, there's, I feel like there's a little bit of, I don't want to say grandstanding, but there's a little bit of stubbornness on both sides for sure. And I think just like we're on our next episode, we're going to talk about the previous longest government shutdown in history, which was the 95-96 government shutdowns under Clinton. And just like those, that government shutdown, this one, I think, has a lot to do with both sides wanting to keep their image intact. Sure. And back then, it was Bill Clinton wanting to be the guy who brings all these social programs that help poor people and old people and expand access to health care. And that was going to take spending money. Meanwhile, on the Republican side, they were like, we are going to cut government spending drastically. And that turned into, well, we as Republicans can't cave to Bill Clinton wanting to spend all this money. And Bill Clinton was like, well, I'm the guy who's bringing all this stuff to the poor people. I can't cave on Medicare premium increases or anything like that. And I feel like it's kind of the same thing now where de- to a degree, because Democrats have already caved a little bit. Like yeah, they which offered up sets me. They offered up what? One point seven million dollars or something. One point three billion. One point three billion. Yeah. Which stand your ground in terms of Trump said Mexico will pay for this wall. Yeah. And also the wall is not a good idea. I'm not saying any wall in any place is a bad idea. There are certain places it makes sense to have some type of structure barrier, uh, specifically in urban areas where it's like a town against a town. Like, Yeah. But out in the middle of fucking nowhere, like one response time from the border patrol is literally not just hours, but in some cases days. You need a far better solution. Yeah. And it... <sighs> I mean, the Democrat, like the Democrats did cave to some extent by offering that. And, but also at least, see, here's the thing. The wall's not going to get built with $5 billion. Yeah. It's like $25 billion. Yeah. So, and it's probably more than that. It's like they can't even build a fucking stadium in LA without being like, sorry, it was three times as much. It's going to take right. way longer. Yeah. So it is, I just, I don't see what the resolution here is going to be. Like with the 95, 96 shut down. I mean, it, it it might come down to a gaffe, someone saying the wrong thing, and public sentiment really turning on one side or the other. That happened in 95, 96. We'll get to it next week. But I don't, I feel like that is the crux of this, is both sides have an image to maintain. Trump's getting all this shit from the Ann Coulters of the world and whatnot. And, you know, on the Democrat side, no one's going to take real kindly to them being like, all right, let's build that wall. So I don't know where we go from here. The top story on Yahoo this morning was about there was a caravan that did enter the country, the states, across the border, and it was like 300 or so people, uh-huh. like the largest caravan they've caught, uh, that entered under the wall. 
tunneling. How'd that wall fucking work? Yeah, we'll we'll talk. I talked about uh, on one of the solo episodes this week. I did a segment called "Build That Wall," and it was about basically two stories that show our drugs aren't mo- for the most part are not being brought in. Eighty percent, by- roughly, are going through legal ports of entry. And if you watch any fucking El Chapo documentary or any like Mexican drug lord documentary, they're all like, <laughs> it's all planes and tunnels. Like, yeah. It's- it's it's very rare. In boats. Like it's like plastic bananas full of fucking cocaine that they put on boats. And especially now when the government is focusing so hard on people crossing the border that way, meaning just walking across land That's borders. That's why they started building so many tunnels in the nineties, because we started putting up walls and certain It areas. would be an insane time to go, yes, this is when I want to carry seventeen pounds of heroin across the US border on my back. Like, motherfuckers aren't walking from Colombia to bring cocaine across the Mexican border. It's just not realistic. That's not how this is. And I said cocaine, like, that's the drug we're worried about. It's fentanyl, which lots of it comes from China. But, so yeah, we're going to talk about some of the various ways the shutdown is impacting people right but now. But that's your little backstory there on what this hubbub about. Now it's a pissing match of like Pelosi being like, hey, maybe you shouldn't do the State of the Union until we have this resolved. And also like, we want to pay our security workers to have all of our government in the same place, you know? Right. And then Trump's like, hey, I'm going to out you for taking that secret trip overseas and break decades of protocol. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's getting ugly. And I feel like it was a different time in 95 and 96. And politicians were a little less eager to be the bad guy but now we have trump in office and trump will just be like fuck you i'm keeping this government shut down i looked on fox news today their top story or second top story on their website today was literally like trump takes pelosi's lunch money like they're bragging that he's a fucking bully right yeah and the last point uh i just wanted to say about like if democrats like let's say they're like fine here's your 5.5 million it just validates this as a, as a method that Trump can use. Anytime he doesn't get exactly what he wants, he can put his foot down. And Right. And, yeah, that's definitely a concern. Like, what's he going to shut the government down over next? And what will Democrats have to give up then? And it's definitely, like, it's, I don't even want to say it's got to be frustrating for the people who are out of work right now. That's a given that this is really fucking frustrating. And... I don't like I I don't see public sentiment turning in Democrats' favor overall. Like definitely on the left, I think a lot of people are like, "No, whatever, dig in your heels." But man. the public will be like, "Trump's Trump. That's Trump." You know where I mean? Where right? It, it's it's also this thing that today's the 18th of January when we're recording. Maybe this BuzzFeed will be the thing that fucking no, it's probably not. not. God damn, they'll take this fucker. I mean, unless there's a way to indict him and literally throw him in jail i don't think i just don't see an impeachment happening no matter fucking what but i guess we'll see maybe i'll be wrong about that but i really don't i feel like trump is the type who would do something really drastic before he gets impeached like declare a national emergency where the president's untouchable or something like i know a lot of people are like oh he doesn't even want to be president he clearly wants to be president and like, he would have resigned by now. Yeah. Or maybe he didn't want to when he ran. It was a publicity stunt, but then he's in this deep. And he's like, you know what? This ain't that yeah. bad. I like this. So one of the things, when we compare the 95-96 shutdown to this one next week, this is a thing that happened a lot in 95 in, in that previous shutdown also, is 
one part of the government that is controlled by one political party will write up a resolution saying, all right, here's your fix uh, and send it to be voted on and it'll get shot down by the other side. In the the 95-96 shutdown, Republicans like two or three different times wrote up these different bills that would have reopened the government and Bill Clinton vetoed them. And I think that's more of a way for one side to put pressure on the other than it is an honest negotiating tactic. Sure. At least they got to the president. In this case, McConnell won't even fucking... Right. Mitch McConnell won't even vote. Trump has something on that fucking guy. There's no way he doesn't. Yeah, remember, that's who Rupert Murdoch came in and met with when Fox News went quiet on Twitter for a few days. Um, Who fucking knows? But yeah, Mitch McConnell is not... He is going to the fucking mat with Trump. And it wasn't that long ago that those two were spatting at each other publicly, so that just makes me wonder, what the fuck does Trump have? Yeah. I or Somebody has something on this guy. It just doesn't... Why do they flip to Trump's side so quickly, and then they're so fucking loyal? Yeah. Yeah, who knows? But uh, yeah, Mitch McConnell, the, the House passed a bill that would have reopened all government agencies except Department of Homeland Security. And it wasn't is, just Democrats, like many, uh, some Republicans flipped on it. Right. And it got to Mitch McConnell and he blocked it. He didn't say why, but he's been saying for a few weeks that he won't bring up a government funding bill unless it's the product of an agreement between congre- congressional Democratic leadership and Trump. Which the only agreement will be if Dems completely cave to Trump. Right. And this is the third time he's blocked a funding bill passed by the House in the last two weeks, which just like 95, 96, we'll see the exact same thing. Uh, Roughly a quarter of the government has been shut down since December 22nd. Around 800,000 federal employees are furloughed or working without pay. And yeah, like we've already talked about, it's basically about funding for the wall and each side not wanting to cave to the other when it comes to stuff like that. It, like I, I say this all the time, but remember there was a time when we were like, Trump's not going to get the nomination. And now we're like, are we going to get the money for that wall or no? Like life comes at you fast, man. Like we already have detention camps. Yeah. I mean, but he wasn't about this supposed before. to win. The it nomination. wasn't like in Germany that everything was nice. And then the next day, boom, Holocaust. Like that shit happens gradually. And when you're living, it's like if you have a fucking, eh, I'm not going to do it, but it, it well, it, it, that's what we're moving towards. It's it's this generation, this era, our country's version of that. We're getting that. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. Absolutely. Well, not just this country, though. That's the thing. I feel like people leave that out a lot because there's always this notion that the United States is one thing and then the rest of the world is this, like, progressive, enlightened no, version Brexit of it. No, Brexit and You're seeing more conservative, more of these authoritarian figures. Uh... And it's not just conservative authoritarian. There's a big push against Muslims around the fucking world. Did you see Trump's tweet this morning? I did not. Bring it, it's worth bringing up. Can you just tell me it? Uh, I have my phone airplane mode, oh but he, he literally the said... The gist? Can you give me the gist? Yeah, at the border, he said something... Uh, it's not going to be as good as just reading it. I'm sorry. I know this is a little extra editing. Scroll down. Uh, uh, right there. Oh, the prayer rugs thing. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard about that. That's oh. Yeah, that's from... A, but his full tweet is just super bigoted and racist. Right. Even for him, it's like a new level. Yeah. It's He's quoting an article from the Washington Examiner that quotes this, un- this anonymous source 
who claims to that he keeps finding prayer rugs yeah. in the desert near the Mexican border. And prayer it's rugs, like, probably not like blankets that people were sleeping with this day warm. And it's like no one who is dedicated enough to Islam to bring a prayer blanket while they are attempting to cross the border illegally is just going to leave that prayer yeah. blanket behind at some time. The, that's this is the, Trump's line. People come across the southern border from many countries, some of which would be a big surprise. Fuck that guy. It, yeah. And it's it's like that's the thing about Islam is people who uh, follow Islam tend to be pretty devout about the traditions and customs. And that's not me saying they're all fucking Shiite uh, fundamentalist Islam types. No, 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 no. Prayer's no. important. Is, yeah. Islam is a religion like any other. And it has its customs and traditions and things you have to do. And one of them is you have to fucking pray facing Mecca. I don't know how many times a day. But I I remember I was at an airport. I don't even know where. Somewhere not in California. And I was pulling out. And this Uber driver just pulled out, like pulled over into the grass, got out, threw down his prayer rug, and started praying. Did he leave the rug afterwards? Of course not. It's not a one one use yeah, rug. Yeah, not. They're, they're not disposable. You wouldn't be leaving <laughs> them have in a the giant fucking Kleenex desert. Box of rugs. That yeah, just fucking like so. No one's leaving a prayer rug in the desert. If they did, border patrol probably caught them. Like that's that's the only conceivable reason why someone would leave a prayer rug in the middle of the desert. So the story's fucking absurd. But Trump, I mean, of course he quoted it. The Washington Examiner is on his side. He also tweeted America first four hours ago. Like, that's not a slogan with white supremacist ties. But hey, let's get back to the shutdown. So uh, it was suggested at one point that Trump might have caved to the Democrat uh, proposal for whatever it was, $1.3 billion or $1.7 billion. And then Ann Coulter and her conservative friends all kind of just banded together and demanded that he not do that. And Trump gets all of his advice from television. So here we are. And uh, speaking of Ann Coulter, let's talk about this fucking maniac. This is a quote from her. A wall is worth more than the Yosemite gift shop being open. Yeah, you haven't seen some of the prices on those Yosemite gift shop items. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> They're expensive. Yeah. On Vice News Tonight, which nobody Fuck watches. Fuck them. Fuck all of these people. It's like the same with Giuliani. Quit giving these maniacs platforms. Right. Well, it's, I mean, you know, they're going to say some insane shit. That's what these networks want. So they have something to focus on instead of having to focus on the real shit. Welcome to America, Chet. Uh, so she suggested on Vice News tonight that Trump was dead in the water. Dead, 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 she said. If Where's he fails the FBI to come and knock on her door, if he fails to build the wall. And she added that she's not concerned about the government shutdown. This is kind of a long quote from this fucking monster. Oh, gosh. They'll have to wait a few months before they know fully well they're going to be paid in full. Look, I'm not in favor of this, but previous shutdowns have been much more difficult. Not true. Most Americans die from drug overdose every year than more Americans. More Americans. (laughs) Not most Americans. We're getting there, though. More Americans die from drug overdose every year than died in the entire course of the Vietnam War, and the vast majority of those drugs are being brought in because we have a wide-open border. Is that true? 
I care more about that than I care about the Yosemite gift shop being open. Is the opioid epidemic because of the drugs coming across the border from... Uh, yeah, very few. There, There is actually the DEA itself. So this isn't just me and old chat speculating on the state of drug dealing in America. The DEA says most illicit drugs enter the U.S. through legal ports of entry. So the problem she's concerned with and her solution have nothing to do with each other. And she's also, she brings up how many people die from drug overdose in this country. I just talked about this on one of the solo podcasts. Opioids just overtook car accidents in terms of how many people are killed in the United States each year by one or the other. But opioids are still fifth on the list. Yeah, suicide's above that, right? Suicide is number fourth. Yeah. And the top three are heart disease, cancer, and lower respiratory infection, which is all going to be cigarettes and eating shitty. And then you have suicide, which is guns. And then the problem Ann Coulter is most worried about, opioids come in fifth. Where's your concern about how many people are dying by suicide in this country? Where are your, what are you demanding Trump do about mental health? What are you demanding Trump do about gun control? What are you demanding we do about tobacco, which kills a lot of people? Like, this is such disingenuous. I mean, heart disease is number one, and he just had the national football team, whatever he could do bits about it all day, but he's like, here, let me give you the most unhealthy shit right. possible. This is what winners get. Yeah, that, which. I know it's a bit of a stretch, but. I mean, I would have been kind of psyched to walk in the room and see all that, but I eat shitty fast food. And, like, if you're, if her concern is really American deaths, then she has a really selective way of expressing that. Because well, the other ones, it can't be hateful towards Mexicans and people of other races and nationalities. Right. So harder to sell to your constituency of fucking racists. I mean, she doesn't have a constituency because she's not an elected official, but she has followers and they're all fucking idiots. Sorry. But uh, so that that happened. That's and the opioids. The vast majority of them aren't flowing from Mexico, are they? Or am I talking out my ass? I mean, there is there's a lot of prescription drug. Oh yeah, if we're if we're concerned about opioids, like truly concerned, drug companies are who we need to be going after first. Like the drug companies that pushed the idea that long-term opioid use does not lead to addiction, those motherfuckers need to be in prison. Like they need to be in the fucking Hague on war crime charges or some shit. That's absurd. But also like some the thing about fentanyl is you can make it in a lab. Like, it's not, it's really easy to make if you know what you're doing. So some of it does come more from Central and South America than from Mexico. But some of it does come from those countries. But, like, China just made fentanyl illegal. Like, they just listed it as an actual drug. Up to that point, and probably still, like, that, that doesn't mean people are just going to stop making fentanyl in China. Like, it'll just go China. black market. And... So, yeah, it's not, it's a really narrow approach to a very widespread problem. And it, it focuses, it's, it's, it's not fueled by that. It's not fueled by caring that, like, the opioid crisis is going to keep private prisons filled. They don't want to end the opioid crisis. Like, they want to be able to lock people up over it. Especially, it, like, we just passed criminal justice reform that let a lot of people who were in jail for marijuana 
out. Yeah, that opens some beds up. We got to fill them beds. Got man. to fill those beds, and we're gonna fill them with white people from rural areas who are strung out on opioids. And I feel like that's kind of what the administration wants. And it also like it gives them it gives them something to scare people about. The more people that die from opioids, they can be like, see, we got to shut down the borders. When if you look into it just ever so briefly, you'll realize that's not the case. That's not going to stop the problem. But it gives the Trump administration like a soapbox to stand on and be like, oh, we're, we care about the American people. When no, you don't. You just want a fucking issue. And I mean, and also they want to be super duper racist. Well, like Trump has said multiple times, most of the people who who aren't getting paid right now are Democrats anyways. They're still American people, you fucking asshole. Right. And how does he know? Yeah. But even if that's true, they're not they're not senators. Right. They're American citizens. Yeah. He also said that they will make some adjustments like that's Trump. I feel like Trump honestly believes, well, who doesn't have thousands of dollars in savings that they can yeah, lean on have a dad that can in bail times you out? like this. And no, a lot of these people are working paycheck to paycheck. So missing one paycheck is fucking catastrophic. And even if you have thousands of dollars in the bank, it's still very stressful. Yeah. Not knowing if you're going to get paid or when you're going to get paid or having to go to work knowing you're not getting paid. Yeah. It's it's a really bad thing. It's very sad. It's sad. And we're going to talk about some of the ramifications of the shutdown. Uh, because Ann Coulter's fucking bullshit statement. That's a horror story, but it's not. I mean, everyone had to expect it. This one... We'll, we'll start off easy. We have no idea how hot it was in 2018. This is... I mean, we have an idea. It was pretty fucking hot. I mean, it was hot. We know that. But from a scientific comparison standpoint. Right. Every time around this... Every year around this time, NASA and the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration... Noah? Noah! They released their annual checkup on the Earth's climate... Last year's report, published January 18th, the same day we're recording this, revealed that 2017 was the second warmest year on record. That was hot on the heels <laughs> of three back-to-back warmest years on record. Hot on the heels. Hot. Because we're talking about heat. So what you're saying, if the world's cooling down. Uh, no. What? That is the exact opposite. <laughs> I know. Three years in a row, it was the warmest year on record, and... Uh, well, yeah, I guess it cooled down a little bit, but, uh, that was 2014 to 2016 and we were supposed to find out about 2018 last week as you're listening to this and it still hasn't happened. And right now the section of the NOAA website that would show that just shows a message that says the site isn't available due to a lapse in appropriation. And then they got a spinning globe gift that's just sweating. Yeah. And there's a dancing baby in the sidebar. <laughs> it's really weird. They had to revert back to the 97 website. Yeah, it's best viewed in Netscape Navigator. Right, which is available free to anyone who is affected by the government shutdown. I didn't even mention that. Oh, yeah. If you're affected by the government shutdown directly, email us at shutdown at unpops.com. If you were a subscriber to the Patreon and you had to cancel your subscription because of the government shutdown, email us. And we will get you set up with free BoneCon, all the bonus episodes that you would normally miss by being a fucking leech and parasite just listening to free stuff. No, you're not that. 
You're someone who's suffering at the hands of the Trump administration, and we will make sure you still get those bonus episodes at no charge, just like pharmaceutical companies promise to do if you can't afford to pay for your drugs. And let me go one step farther without having the authority to do so. If you're a listener affected by the government shutdown not getting paid and you weren't a subscriber, maybe Papa Brown's will hook you up anyway. Maybe. maybe Email me. that out. Up to you. Tell me your story. But you have to promise to subscribe after the shutdown ends. Where do you get that? Because that's the thing. That's the thing. I can just set up an RSS feed and once that shutdown's over, baby, flip that switch. Get out of here. Put a wall up on that. But until then, come get some free Bone Con if you're missing out. Bone Con! We love you, baby. So back to this climate report. Normally around this time, also Berkeley releases a version of this. And normally we would have that to, to fill the hole. Problem, Berkeley relies on the NOAA report for a lot of their data that goes into their report. So now they can't release theirs either. It's affecting... The UK releases a climate report that kind of relies on some of the stuff in the NOAA report. They can't release theirs. It's trickled down weathernomics. Exactly. So we we have... Proud of that one. That's pretty good. We have no idea. I mean, we have some idea, but it's just not... From a scientific standpoint. And it's also like, man, Trump administration does so much to brush science under the fucking rug. They really do. But that's, that's Republicans in general. Like, conservatives... Like, name a conservative who was elected in this era who didn't kind of thumb their nose at science. Like, that's it's what they do. Anyway, thanks, Obama. We have no idea how hot it is. This one really fucking bothers me. School lunches are being impacted by this. I grew up very fucking poor. I had free lunch most of my grade school and high school years. If free breakfast was an option, I would have fucking taken that, too. Like, we were poor to the point that a lot of times we did not know what we were going to eat. My mom would go to food pantries and shit like that. And free lunch for people in situations like that, sometimes it's the only meal they get during the day. And now free lunch programs are in jeopardy because of the shutdown. Because the way those programs work is the schools pay for the meals up front, and then they get reimbursed by the government. And with the government shut down, There's no one to reimburse them for those meals. And because of various laws, you can't just take that money from anywhere and funnel it to school lunch programs. Like the the things that schools will have to, the budgets schools will have to dip into would be for things like buses, building maintenance accounts, after school programs, heat. One article mentioned that they'll maybe just have to turn the thermostats down a little bit, keep the kids a little more chili but at least they'll be able to feed them chili ah. <laughs> right well i was talking to ann coulter and she pointed out if these fucking <laughs> that was gonna get way too dark okay and in a lot of cases larger schools with bigger budgets won't be hit quite as hard but uh bill de blagio the mayor of new york has come out already and said new york city might have some problems feeding kids meals because their budget like, they have a million kids on free lunch programs. They're also trying to stretch their dollar, and believe it or not, fresh fruit is the most expensive right. thing for school lunches. So they're like, yeah, oh, let's get rid of the fresh fruit and give them more right. canned slop. And that's, you know, that's a decision that it's easy to be like, oh, well, that sucks. But also, it might come down to 
like kids need more than just fresh food. Yeah, you're feeding into that heart disease and obesity. And but also you want the kids to not starve. So you have to give them something. So yeah, in a lot of cases, fresh fruit and vegetables are being cut to Maybe save money. Maybe schools should sign up for imperfect produce. That uh, probably would not help. Maybe imperfect produce should just send those schools free fruits and vegetables. Go to Imperfect Produce and enter Good Luck America at checkout to receive 0% discount on Correct. your order. You, to receive an error code, go to Imperfect Produce, <laughs> enter unpopular opinion. You'll get an exclusive unpopular opinion error code. <laughs> I'm trying to lighten it up because it's just so fucking depressing and I'm dealing with depression in general right now. It is pretty fucking sad. Uh... Also, obviously because of the shutdown, there are thousands and thousands of kids who are now eligible for free lunch. So schools that are already struggling to handle the free lunch programs that they have in place. They got to get more free lunch because mommy and daddy aren't getting paid by the government. Yeah, it's it's a fucking disaster. Are you trying to break two chairs at once? Just Um, relax. Just an anxious person. Take it easy. I'm not conscious of it, but when it's called out, I will stop. Take it My easy. legs shake a lot. Sugar make a shake leg. So the the schools that are really going to be impacted by this, surprise, surprise, are schools in rural areas. All those areas that Trump promised, finally, a leader who's looking out for you. They've been the areas that have been most impacted but by this. But here's the fucked tariffs. up thing. So many of those Trump supporters, instead of putting it on Trump, will be like, these fucking Dems are making it so my kid can't eat. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because they want open borders. I forget who said this or tweeted this, but like the greatest con Trump's ever pulled off is he's made all of these low-class, uneducated Americans think he's one of them. That he's he's somebody struggling there alongside with them, and he's just like them. Could yeah, well, that's what George Bush group. did, too. Like, George W. Bush was... That guy always the- drank beer and choked on a pretzel. Are those the same president? Which Bush are you talking I about? I think it was George H.W. that pro- choked on the pretzel, wasn't it? Oh, I thought we were talking about H.W. for both. No, George W. Bush was the one that, like, that's when that no. first entered political discourse, I think, was the first. George W. was 9-11 Bush, right? Yeah. He in- drank beer and choked on a pretzel. Okay. Choked on a pretzel at a Super Bowl party. Okay. But he's the first president I remember hearing that, oh, he's someone you want to sit down and have a beer with. And it's like, I don't fucking want to have a beer with the president. I'll never have dinner with the president, to quote Ice Cube. And he better not. I bet he has dinner with Obama. Um, No, because there was one, at one point, it was appearing that he might. And there it, like, it became a news story. They were like, Ice Cube might have dinner with the president. And I don't think he followed through on it. But uh, he also just released a song called Arrest the President. So I don't think he's on Trump's side. Uh, he calls Trump the N-word. And Russian intelligence, all in the same line. It's a fascinating song. Somebody's got to counterbalance Kanye's bullshit. Yep. And that somebody is literally everyone else. (laughs) Regardless of race, creed, color, it's just everyone on the left. So uh, not just on Ice Cube's shoulders. So yeah, the school lunch programs are getting impacted by this. And that fucking sucks. Let's talk about a few really depressing I'll tell you this. You email, if you're a federal worker in the greater Los Angeles area affected by this, I'll fucking make your kid school lunch. You just email me. I swear to God. Okay, give them your email address. Chetwild at gmail.com. All right. I hope that doesn't turn into hundreds of breakfasts a day. I'd be okay if it did. I can't get you to... Co- like, I, I told you we might start recording at noon once, and you were like, I can't fit that into my schedule. 
But you're going to make hundreds of breakfasts. But I, I could do that late at night or early in the morning. It's the midday stuff that's difficult for me. You motherfucker. Diabetic federal worker rations insulin. This is These are a couple of stories from people that were profiled on CNN. Mallory Lorge, she works for the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, hasn't received a paycheck since December 22nd. Sorry about your Christmas. That is a long time ago to not get paid. She's diabetic. She appeared on Anderson Cooper 360 to talk about her health issues under the shutdown, said she had to ration her insulin because, and this is the, this is a quote, the thought of having more debt was scarier than the thought of dying in my sleep. Man, I hope they get paid for these appearances and she could put that money into buying more insulin. Yeah, she did set up, I didn't put it in the notes, but she did set up a GoFundMe and has at least raised enough money to buy a few months worth of insulin. Which I'm always torn, like, like when somebody gets in an accident, I'll support GoFundMe, but when somebody just has general health issues, on one hand, it's like, yeah, I want to help you out, but on the other hand, I'm like, this is not something that should ever have to be crowdfunded. Yeah, absolutely. The thought of having more debt was scarier than the thought of dying in my sleep. That is a tragic fucking quote. And she had three vials of insulin when the shutdown started. Says she will sometimes, another quote, skip injecting. Like maybe one meal every other day. My dad was, he had type 1 diabetes since childhood. And skipping insulin is a serious thing. because yeah, you better really monitor what the fuck you're going to put in your body. Because your body's not producing it. And insulin's very important when it comes to helping your body process carbohydrates and sugar. And it'll fucking kill you if you don't have it. And this is another quote. This last weekend, I didn't use my insulin pump at all. I just took it off because I was so frightened about what little insulin we did have left and we couldn't afford the $300 copay to buy anymore. Goddamn. And at one point she checked her blood sugar. It was three times the level it should be, which puts her at risk for death by diabetic ketoacidosis and diabetic coma. This is another quote. I went to bed and just hoped I'd wake up. Damn. But she did... She has a GoFundMe. If you go out to the CNN article and look it up, we'll put links on the website. Uh, she set up a GoFundMe and has raised enough money to at least buy insulin for the next few months. So that's good. And hopefully the shutdown ends soon and people don't start dying. I mean, there had to have been a couple of deaths already. Oh, I'm sure there have been. Nah, I feel like we'd maybe hear about it. Don't you think we'd hear if like someone died because of a lack of access to health care because of the government shutdown? Maybe, but only if it was brought to the press. And has no one I killed believe if, if suicide's number four on deaths or number three on our death Again, list? we would hear about that. Yeah, probably. Um and also I I believe some of these employees still have health insurance. That's good. Like she obviously does, but the thing is three hundred dollar copay is still a lot. Per yeah. month when you're I not getting paid. I went to the dentist paid. yesterday. I had $500 worth of work. Uh, my insurance makes it so I only have to pay 20%, but I still have to pay 100 some dollars. Right. Yeah. And there was one article that we, we left out where there was a woman who needed kind of like round-the-clock care, and she still has health insurance, but through her health insurance, like, she can only use a couple of providers, and they aren't that great. Sure. So she was like, I pay for it on my own. And now my choice is go to someone who might, I don't know, molest me or some shit because you never know yeah. about fucking providers. Or her only doctor, her only provider is Larry Nassar during the shutdown. 
<laughs> adding under the gymnastics guy. Don't fucking whisper. The point being, there are a lot of people, it's not just, oh, they got to go without a check for a couple weeks. Like, this has a lasting impact. People are, their health is being impacted because they can't get access to the needs they have. Um, people's credit scores are going to be affected. Credit scores? Uh, There's a lot of bitch-ass landlords out there who aren't going to take your government excuse. This has ripple effects. Yeah, yeah. It it touches every fucking aspect of life. And it was the same thing with the 95-96 one. We'll we'll get to that on the next episode, but it it impacts more people than you think and it that's the possibly the worst part is there's all of these politicians and rich people who are like, "Ah, they'll get by. We need that fucking border wall." When we don't, like the things that Republicans think we need that border wall for, they fucking know it's not going to change anything. There's actually a, a Texas uh, House uh, member, uh, why am I blanking, uh, representative uh, around the El Paso area, and he was talking about, like, he's kind of broke from the party. He's like, yeah, we don't need a wall. What we should do is just lay down fiber optic from coast to coast along the Mexican border, and whatever technology exists, like you can sense different body movements and things, and then you can send people out. Also, all these communities can have high-speed internet and tap into it. Yeah, that would be one solution. Uh, So let's talk about this next story. Furloughed IRS worker forced to sell belongings on eBay. She was also profiled on CNN. Her name's Amy Walker. She was an IRS analyst. Talks about looking for jobs at Walmart and fast food places to pick up extra money while this is going on. But also selling off her clothes on eBay and Facebook uh, Marketplace. And that's a thing that I assumed was probably happening all over the country. And sure enough, right now, wherever you are, unless you're somewhere where there's no government workers, uh, especially if you're in like a, a major or a even somewhat major city, go to Craigslist right now and type shutdown into search. And let's try it, chat. Weird that Tampa is your default. I think Tampa is all no. It's not my default. It, that oh, came it up in came search. Up I think Tampa is always the default when you <laughs> search. But uh, don't worry. Now it says L.A. And yeah, if you type shutdown in in Los Angeles, in for sale, forty eight shutdown in for sale, six shutdown in community, five shutdown in services, two shutdown in jobs, one shutdown in housing, one shutdown in gigs. Click for sale. I want to see what comes up. Uh, for sale. Now there are some. Some people might be taking advantage of this. Well, there's some where shutdown just happens to be also yeah. a description in the product they're selling. But especially when you see cars, is your phone on? It's on airplane mode, but it's 12 noon, and I get a mindfulness reminder to pause, find your breath, and recharge. Oh, okay. Let's pause. Find your breath. I feel like I need to do some low humming because. So we just meditated for 20. We sure did. Let's. Let's find a car. Here we go. I believe this is one. Uh, Government shutdown price. Want to sell this weekend or I will bring the price back to normal and sit on it. Now, here's the thing about Craigslist. I don't want to say there aren't people out there that are genuinely selling things, but there's also a bunch of shady people that could be using this as a manipulative sales tactic. Right. But that's such a cynical approach to take. Like, I'm sure there's a few people, but you're not... Does it really matter what it says in the description if you're getting a super good deal? Like, no one's... That's what I'm saying is I'm thinking about selling some shit on Craigslist using this angle. Well, that... Yeah. Don't do that. Okay. But 
I got to pay for all those free lunches, I promised. Like, I, I feel like a lot of these people selling these cars, like, this guy's selling this car way under what it's worth. That's a weird scam to run, to go, oh, I know how I'm going to move this car for thousands of dollars less than what I would normally get. I'm going to pretend I'm affected by the government shutdown. No, if you're looking to sell some shit, you're going to want to get the most money out of it that you can. And buy it this weekend or I have to live in it and sell my house. And if you look, there's like, there's bikes, there are speakers, there's all sorts of shit that people have listed. And when you go into- Someone's selling a wood chipper. They're like, I need to sell this before I jump in it. I mean, people probably need wood chippers. If you look in housing, federal employee affected by shutdown. This is a woman looking for a studio apartment because she uh, cannot, uh, she has to downsize. 800 a month in LA. Good luck. Yeah, right. Um, I saw a woman, I saw a woman who was a lawyer who was offering to walk dogs because she needs money because of the government shutdown. Uh, she was a government lawyer. So that's a thing that's happened. And you would expect that. I'm sure there's, I feel like eBay doesn't move as fast as Craigslist. So you probably won't find as much of that on eBay, but it's definitely out there. People are selling their shit. Good time to get some savings. If you're looking to pick up, if you're looking to do a little internet shopping this weekend, Go get those government shutdown deals, everybody. It's Black Friday. Too. Do you want to do an under-over on how long this shutdown lasts? I I don't know. I feel like it's going to go for a couple months, at least. But Going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah, for sure. So, another thing that's happening. Let's talk about these fucks. Fuck these people. People are tearing up national parks because there's no one, there's no staff like People went to, to Joshua Tree and then cut down trees so they could, like, off-road in the Joshua Tree. It's like, fuck you, motherfuckers! Yeah, people have cut down trees. Uh, shitting everywhere. They cut through locked gates, created roads on protected wildland. People have been fucking wiling out in goddamn national parks right now. Mashable compared it to leaving a museum unlocked and just letting people run in. Like, there's just a segment but of society. But what do these people think? That who who are these assholes? people? Assholes. There's assholes. There's the the articles I read chalk it up to three different things. One, young assholes. Like teens are just fucking dicks and would probably tear that national park up anyway. But there's also some people who are just like, I can get away with it, man. Like now that I can get I've always wanted to off-road in that part of Joshua Tree. And now I finally can. It's like a, it's a privilege, it's an entitlement thing. Like people feel like, well, if there's no rules, then I'm not breaking, it's the purge. I'm not breaking any laws because there's no government to say I broke the law. Police didn't see it. I didn't do it. And there's a lot of people doing that. And then there's probably some people who are just like, fuck the Democrats, fuck the environment. Fuck these libtards. I'm going to go out and tear this land up because it's my right. As a Republican raiding the fucking planet for resources. So that's a whole combination of things. And there's no one to stop them. He, like, in the 95-96 shutdown, they shut all this stuff down. Like, you couldn't, if you were in there, you just got arrested. And that's what Trump should do. There's no reason to leave this stuff open while there's no one to protect it. Unless you don't give a fuck about protecting it. And we know Trump gives not a fuck about the environment in general. Nope. So, yeah. That's going on. Thanks, motherfuckers. And uh, oh, this is a quote from Richard Grusin, director of the Center for 21st Century Studies at the University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Shout out Milwaukee. Not the good one. 
this is a quote, the mistreating, exploiting, and vandalizing of national parks during the government shutdown is of a piece with the anti-government sentiment that helped propel the election of Donald Trump as president. It seems like they are attacking nature, but they're attacking an ideology of government, which makes sense. I could see Trump supporters being like, oh, fuck those libs in the environment. So that's that's happening. Thanks to the shutdown. Good times. Ugh, said it before, I've said it again. You should be able to own a gun or vote, but not both. Yeah, probably. Make a real difference in our election. Uh, farmers are losing access to the federal funds that they rely on to stay but in Trump business. Trump is all about the farmers. Yeah, far- Trump's going to bring farming again, jobs just back. Gonna flip. It, it, it boggles my mind that people find, well, it's the Dems' fault. Just give Trump what he wants. Right. And I You didn't... could be debating the wall while government workers are paid. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that would be the easiest solution. Just keep arguing about the wall and open the fucking government. But uh, the the growing season is coming up soon for a lot of farmers. And the way a lot of farmers operate is by getting loans each year from the government that they use to have spendable cash while they grow and then harvest and then sell the things that they grow. Like, it's not fucking, it's not a Patreon. You don't get paid every month by your loyal fans for being a farmer. Thanks to the government shutdown, even you're making less right now. Yeah, it's it's a, like people had to unsubscribe. Can't yeah, I, but I understand it's fine. No, I know, but I'm just I'm just to the point that yeah. it affects everybody. I'm not saying feel bad for Adam. No, 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 no. And the so a lot of these farmers now are this is the time that they would normally go to the government and figure out what kind of loan they're going to have for the next year and what they'll be able to plant. They depend on government forecasts to know like what the growing season is going to be like, all of that shit, and they can't they don't have access to any of it. So a lot of farmers are like, I might not be able to grow anything this year. And that's like the, they're not even government workers, but that's essentially putting a lot of farmers just out of work for the year. For the year. Like imagine being out of work for the year. And what's even worse, the the government's opening the agriculture department for like three days, but that's just for anyone who has like tax business they need to deal with or so they can deal with existing loans. But those employees will not be approving new loans. And one of the really bad uh, wrinkles to this story is a lot of these loans, the way they work, the government puts a lien on the farmer's crops, and that's how they pay the loan back. So now there are farmers who signed these or entered these loan agreements last year. They harvested their crop. They have it all ready to sell, and now they can't even collect the money on last year's crops because there's no one to remove that lien. So the government just has that money, and now they can't go to the government to get money for next year. So we're just going to have a bunch of farmers who don't grow any food in the United States this year. And I'm sure that won't trickle down even further to, I don't know, more expensive Big Macs and things. Good luck, America. Good luck, America. And I don't think this was in the notes, but as a a quick add-on here, uh, this is specific to California, but Paradise and all the areas that were, like, destroyed by the fires, they can't get access to basic federal funding and money to like rebuild basic infrastructure right now yeah they'll manage yeah that it's fucking insane like it's so crazy the the things like you just the fact that so many people are out of work and not being paid or working but not being paid like that would be 
especially fucking humiliating to be called yeah. back into work and be told you have to work for no money. And if you're a TSA agent and those people are already cranky a lot of the time, imagine like, and you're not getting paid, are you, there's kind of two, three ways to go. One, you just do your job. Suck right. Another way is you start being more of a dick at your job. Yeah. Which isn't great to go through TSA. Degressive, unnecessary, whatever. But three is you kind of mentally check out and then oh, things for sure. start slipping through. Right. Which I didn't put it in the notes because I talked about it on uh, uh, Unpop's Daily episode this week where we did a segment about government shutdown horror stories. Someone got a gun through the Jackson Hartfield Airport in Atlanta, one of the biggest airports in the country. If only that airport had a wall. Yeah. And it was it was a woman. And she didn't realize until she was on a flight to Tokyo that she had a gun in her carry Most of the stories I've read over the last couple of years of people getting guns through security are people that, like, forgot they had a gun. Like, right. they weren't even trying to actively sneak a gun yeah. through. Yeah, and she did the right thing. She, like, immediately alerted the crew and was like, I didn't know. I had to, I forgot. And they, like, dealt with it, and she didn't get in any trouble or anything. And the TSA was like, no, that didn't have anything to do with the shutdown. But it probably did. They were just like, no, just protocols weren't followed. Yeah, because you're not paying motherfuckers. So they're not going to be a stickler for details on the job until you start paying them the money they're owed. And I never in my wildest dreams thought that this is a phrase I would agree with when I heard it come out of someone's mouth. But I was watching, weirdly enough, the Oklahoma City-Los Angeles Lakers game last night on TNT. And... I don't remember which of the, you know, at halftime, there's always a group of athletes and like commentators who talk about the game and mm-hmm. how the game's going. Say something, Jess. Yes. Okay, yes. Good. I'm nodding in agreement. <laughs> I, I have no idea where this story's going because as they, after halftime, as they were cutting back to the game, one of those uh, dudes just shouts out, tip your TSA agent. Until right now, I would have heard that and been like, fuck you. But now, yeah, tip your TSA. I feel like agent. that might be somehow illegal for like government workers to accept money because it be considered as a bribe of like, hey, don't check my bags. Yeah, it could be, but give it a shot anyway. Who's gonna Who's gonna say anything? Let's all tip TSA agents. What's also the- fucked up is like when people get back. I feel like interest should be charged on that. Like, oh, for if sure. If your check was for a thousand dollars, you should get like eleven hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But you know that's not going to happen. And so, yeah, that that's happening with farmers and people are getting guns through TSA. Another, The other thing we talked about on the Shutdown Horror Stories segment was the IRS, because their process for sending out notices of liens and asset seizures is all automated, they're still sending out notices to people saying, hey, you owe us back taxes. You've seen the pursuit of happiness. We're going to take whatever's in your bank account. And people are calling the number to work it out, and there's no one to answer no one the phone. There. The guy we brought up, he uh, owns a chain of bakeries in the Bay Area, and he uses a payroll service company, and they send the government his tax money every month. And one month, they sent it, and the government just put it in the wrong spot. And he's been working with the government and this payroll company ever since to get it sorted out. And now the day after the shutdown, he got this letter saying, hey, you have uh, 30 days until we take $86,000 out of your account. And he has no No one one to call. And they have his bank account information. Even when they open back up, they're going to be so fucking overwhelmed. Right. When they open back up, it's going to be next to impossible to get through. And so he's like, 
we can make the payment, but it's going to make shit really tight. Hey, you know who's us. loving all of this? You know, America being in disarray? Russia. Yeah, of course. Hey, check out last week's episode of Conspiracy the Show with comedian Lee Camp from RT.com. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? RT America. He was great. He was a really good guest. We'll have him back on. Uh, so let's talk about this last story. This, at least, is kind of an upbeat, positive thing. There have been people all over who've been offering up their services to help furloughed workers. A church in Alabama handed out $16,500 worth of grocery store gift cards to furloughed workers last week. It was First Baptist Church of Huntsville, located in a community where 40,000 federal workers and contractors live. Most work at NASA's That's Marshall... That's 5% of the entire layout. Most of Na- most work at NASA's Marshall Space Flight Center. Roughly six thousand NASA staff have been sent home without pay during the shutdown. Like, imagine you work so fucking hard. Like, getting a job at NASA has to be a little tough, and you probably have to work really hard to get a job at a place like that. And you, you do probably have a lot of student loan debt. Yeah, and you do all that work. You do everything right. You get the fucking job, and then the government's like. Yeah, fuck you. We need a border wall, and you don't get paid until then. And then you're just at home strolling through the internet, and you realize China's growing plants on the dark side of the moon. Yeah. Allegedly. We'll find out. Maybe a hoax. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's good that things like this are springing up, but it's a shame that they have to. And apparently at this church, they also, inside where they were handing things out, they had like local food pantries with booths set up to let people know what options they had, which even if people just do that, like if there's just a place people can go to find out, like, what do I do? Yeah. That'll help. Or, uh, whether you're a uh, federal worker affected or just somebody that needs a little help with the groceries, check out uh, Google Food Not Bombs. There's uh, their organization in many cities. And they go to grocery stores, and they basically take the bread where grocery stores are like, no one bought this bread in the first four hours. We're going to throw it out. Yeah. Or like pies. They expired. Those pies are good for plenty of days. Eggs, milk, whatever. They got lots of stuff that, like, because we live in a stupid-ass society that if it's not the most freshest, they throw it out. You can get a bunch of free groceries. They go collect it instead of it going to the trash. They, they yeah. trick it's a good, hungry home. Nice. Uh... So that's our episode. Long ass pod. I don't know how much you let it out, but that was an hour and ten minutes. Are you saying that so I edit out as little as possible? Yep. Because I'll just edit you saying it was a long ass pod. Uh, Next week we're talking about the 1995-1996 government shutdown, the second longest government shutdown in history. Now it was the longest until this shit happened, and I think you'll see a lot of parallels between what's happening then and what's happening. Or what happened then and what's happening now. There was also one in 2013. There have been a bunch of government shutdowns. You won't be surprised to know the details are often very boring and dry. But not 95-96. That motherfucker has some twists and turns. So that'll be on our next episode. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? January 26th, Hollywood Hotel, the next unpopped stand-up show. Keith Carey's headlining. I'll be there. Quincy will be there. Travis Clark, Andy Sell, Jessica Singer, Cindy Aravina, and allegedly a special drop-in by Annie Letterman. We'll see. Did she show up for the pod the other She night? sure oh, did. Nice. Yeah, it was great. I hadn't seen her. I literally hadn't seen her in over two years. Yeah, she's been in New York, right? Yeah. Uh, so that'll be fun. And patreon.com slash unpops to get bonus episodes of all the, the pods I co-host. Chat, what do you got to plug? 
Uh, I had to go do a new episode from to actually drop it, but my episode of Bleak in Review with Caitlin Cut just came out. Very nice. Now, last year, year in my episode, was the second most listened to, which is impressive, given it was never released. Imagine how good those numbers would have been if it was released. So my goal for me and Caitlin is to be the most listened to Bleak and Review pod of the year. Go listen. Go. Right. If not for me, Caitlin, she's a delight. Go check that out. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Chat, say goodbye. Why? We're recording another podcast immediately after this. We're not even leaving. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. We're-